Poppy and Lee on Listener. It's breakfast whenever you want it. Heck of a lot happening today, Poppy. Uh, but before we get into uh, chatting with the Mayor of mm-hmm. Tunisia, Neil Smith, or yep. talking about Wagga Mardi Gras, I've got a little confession to make. Uh-oh. I've got a, got a song stuck in my head at the moment. Uh-oh. And it's a, I don't, I don't want to share that, so that's fine. Keep a, it to uh, yourself. Robbie Williams' number. What and is it? It's not one of his better-known ones. It's one of his later ones called Candy. Hey, ho, here we go. I can't say I'm familiar. So you don't even know all the words either. You've just got the tune I know, in your that's head. That's the worst thing about oh, it. Oh, that's an absolute bloody nightmare. Yeah. I so, hate that when you have a song stuck in your head that you don't know all the words to. To be fair, I don't just have the tune stuck in my head. Also, the image of Robbie Williams dancing is just going round and round. Well, that's in my not head. such a bad thing. No. Robbie Williams in his day was a sex symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now he's just like a dad with grey hair, but like. Like, Actually, you and Robbie Williams have a lot in common at the moment. What, back in the day we were sex symbols? Nope. No, I'm sort of more current, more present day. <laughs> oh, uh, present day sex symbols. Why, thank you. <laughs> uh, let's Manda! move on. Let's move Good on. News! <laughs> <laughs> yes, your wife is a lucky woman. Oh, doesn't she know it as well? Yeah, you remind her regularly. <laughs> yes. um, as I said, we've got a heap happening today. Uh, Mardi Gras is on tomorrow. We'll uh, hear again from Holly Conroy, who's yeah. the orga- organiser of Wagga Mardi Gras. Yeah, I want to say, so I've been to a couple of events now around Mardi Gras. And there is so much being done. And I mean, I guess being done behind, not behind closed doors, but being done by businesses, being done by the community and that kind of thing for, to encourage inclusiveness and to encourage um, a more accepting community. And for somewhere like Wagga, which is a regional town, and I think quite often regional towns are stereotyped as being more conservative. Yeah, um, and a bit less inclusive. Yeah, and I yeah. think the fact that the way the town has gotten around Mardi Gras, like I've not heard a bad word. Like you and I ducked up to the shops just before. The supermarkets are decked out all in rainbow. The steps of both the major shopping centres here in Wagga yeah. up on um, Forsyth Street are rainbow steps. Like the fact is, is this town's just decided bugger it. We are we are inclusive and we're taking yeah. a step forward and I just think it's so cool to see regional places doing things like that because it doesn't always happen. Yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, we'll catch up with Holly in uh, just a moment's time. Other people who are taking a big step forward and leading us in the right direction mm. is the Regional Youth Task Force, which has been formed to give, I guess, the next generation a bigger voice yeah. in, in and around uh, in and around the halls of government. Yeah, and um, there's been a couple of people chosen from our region. One of those is Kane Stewart and the other is Chelsea Burgess-Hannon. Chelsea, can you tell us a little bit about the Regional Youth Task Force? So the Regional Youth Task Force works with young people across the state um, to help voice um, our issues and concerns that people are facing across communities um, in the region. We also work closely with the ministers um, in Parliament and we help make suggestions and amendments to bills across different areas of interest um, that we'd like to see change in. For you and Kane, obviously representing the Riverina Murray region, what are some of the priorities that you guys are hoping to put forward or what are some of the big things that you think are important, particularly to young people in our region? Um, I can't speak on Kane's behalf, but for me personally, I'd like to see a wider range of mental health and general health services brought to regional New South Wales, um, especially for those rural and remote areas that don't have a much access in comparison to um, people living in the city or even wider t- or even larger towns like Wagga Wagga, for example. 
Do you guys, through this role, I guess, engage with young people and other young people in the region um, to find out what's mattering to them? Like, do you have a dialogue at all with other young people or are you guys just sort of gauging it through, I guess, news or social media and that kind of thing? Um, We definitely do interact with other young people from the area um, and we do that through uh, monthly and weekly um, meetings that we'll have. Um, And as well as that, within our local communities, um, it's really important for members of the youth task force to interact with people um, that they uh, have in their community from their schools or other organisations that they might be a part of. So for me personally, a lot of that um, means that I need to uh, make sure that I'm listening actively and um, being open-minded and um, so that I can represent the people of this region the best that I possibly can. And what was it that made you want to apply for this Regional Youth Task Force? So I initially applied to the Regional Youth Task Force in November last year. Um, There was quite a long selection process and interviews um, to be shortlisted and then I was um, very fortunate to have been selected as the final 18. But the main reason I wanted to do it was because the Regional Youth Task Force really provides an opportunity for people living in the regions to really have a say and have their voice heard um, by members of parliament, unlike other, say, youth programs that have a focus on greater, I guess, overall picture of the state. This one specifically focuses on the regions, which means that we will have some representation in parliament. Talking this morning to Chelsea Burgess-Hannon, one of the two young people represented to the Regional Youth Task Force from our region. Chelsea, what are you hoping to get out of the experience for you? Obviously, to make a big change would be really important, but I guess personally, what are you hoping to gain out of this? I'm hoping to leave the program with a greater sense of understanding um, of the issues in um, our area as, and as well as that, um, I'm really looking forward to having new experiences with diverse um, ranges of people so that I'm able to better empathise and um, understand the issues that face them as well. Have you spoken to any of the other 18 people? Obviously, I assume you've spoken to Kane, but have you spoken to any of the others? Yeah, so we had our first meeting um, around about a fortnight ago over Zoom, um, although we will be having our in-person, um, or our initial in-person meet-up in early April. Um, so we'll all be able to meet in person there, but for now we've all met online, which has been really great. And Kelsey, was there anything that surprised you from other regions around the state as uh, that were issues brought up by uh, people in those regions? I guess one of the biggest issues that is facing the youth right now is mental health. Um, And so this is an issue that extends not only across our region, but especially um, in the communities in the far west and northwesterly regions. Um, So I think that's one of the big focuses that we have this year, as well as on youth unemployment um, and strategies to help decrease that. Well, Chelsea, we look forward to following yours and Kane's progress throughout the next 12 months. Congratulations on being appointed for the Regional Youth Task Force and good luck with it all. Chelsea Burgess-Hannon, thanks so much for your time.
Thank you. It's Poppy and Lee, and tomorrow, of course, Mardi Gras will catch up with Holly Conroy, organiser of the Mardi, Wagga Mardi Gras, in just a moment's time. Yes, but first of all, we love catching up with the mayors from around our region and find out what's going on around the Riverina. And today, Lee, we're catching up with the mayor of the Junee Shire, Mr Neil Smith. Who's been very busy travelling yeah. around the place up at the Mayor's Conference in Sydney uh, last week. Neil, tell us about the conference. Um, yeah, I guess it was um, much of the same. It's It's... It's a great opportunity to get together with uh, councils from around the state, and and you know quite often we've got uh, very similar issues. Uh, sometimes there's a bit of a city country divide, you could say, but but generally you know the big the big issue is is rate pegging, which is I guess it's a hoary old chestnut, but really we've really been hamstrung this year with the limit on how much we can raise our rates and. I think most councils around the state will be looking for what's called a special rate variation and trying to convince their communities they need the money. And certainly little places like uh, like us certainly do if you want to keep the standard of uh, parks and gardens and all the other services we provide. So, yeah, a lot of common ground and a lot of big issues that, you know, you, you get to uh, thrash out in a, in a debate. And that's always very interesting to hear the different uh, perspectives. Yeah. Well, your lovely Shire is putting on a number of really fantastic events and some fantastic initiatives. One, Lee, for you, the Seniors Festival is coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up. Uh, commences Sunday the 27th of March, and I'm just flipping through the program here, guys, and, and there's some, some really, really good stuff here. You know, um, a lot of a lot of um, uh, favourites appear every year, um, but then there's uh, a bus trip to Mulwala with uh, crews on Lake Mulwala and, and lunch. And, uh, you know, that's uh, $35 a person, but, you know, great value and a lovely mm-hmm. little spot down there on, on the Murray River. Um, you can uh, you can try croquet at the uh, Junior X Services Memorial Club, for instance. You know, my wife and I used to have a croquet set and, and had a lot of fun with, with playing that in the backyard. So so that looks like a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Scrabble, would you believe, at the Junior Library. I'm a bit of a wordsmith and, and, and love to play with words, and I, I reckon... Uh, I'd, I'd enjoy that one. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got Grant Lewis at the Athenium Music Antics on. Um, where are we? Well, I've got a picture of Grant here. I hope he's coming along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if not, he yeah, better. That, we'll give him. Yeah, a call. that's. <laughs> yeah, do that. He is actually. Yeah, so he, he's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, and so that's on the thirty first Thursday, thirty first. Um, we've got a community information centre. So get down to our community uh, junior community centre and find out um, what what goes on there and have a free morning tea on the Friday the 1st. And there's a lot of exercise down at our, uh, at our uh, Junior Recreation and Aquatic Centre. It's a great little spot. And then, of course, a closing dinner on the on the Saturday the 2nd. So lots there. And, and sorry, one other thing, Saturday the 2nd, we've got uh, a local dance group presenting uh, Scandal at Les Chats Noir, which looks like a great little cabaret. So Awesome. Yeah, lots, lots going on. Sounds great. Um, got to give a big shout out as well. Uh, Junee Broadway Museum have uh, gotten some extra funding with the Anzac Community Grants Program. Yeah, so uh, I haven't seen the, the detail of that, but as you know, there are a lot of grants getting around and, and our, our historical society and the museum crowd uh, do a great job down there. They had a, a big weekend last weekend called Reconnect, which is an annual function, and the place is just looking brilliant. You know, they've, they've got such well-presented displays. Um, you know, they're a really active group and, and they're kicking a lot of goals, which is just great to see. And it's it's quite a hub for music and, and you know, art and life, really. So it's it's quite a centre and 
congratulations to them on that grant. Speaking this morning with Neil Smith, the Mayor of the Juni Shire. And Neil, talk to us a little bit about the uh, Disability Inclusion Action Plan, something that's really important to you guys. Yeah, look, one of, one of my um, pet pr- subjects, I suppose, is, is inclusiveness and making our, our environs more uh, accessible. And, and that sort of goes to not just um, people who have a, a disability necessarily, but, you know, the ageing populace and, and, you know, a lot of people in our community. So we've had a, an inclusion action plan for a number of years, but it needs a bit of a freshen up and a, another look. And we're looking for people to provide comments. So you can do that online uh, by visiting the Juni Shire website and, and making some comments there. So I'll be making some comments. Um, I've got a little bit of a disability myself and, and I'm highly cognizant of uh, the improvements we can make. Uh, so, you know, one of my bugbears is that a lot of our publicly, our privately owned, publicly uh, accessible buildings, you know, are not that accessible. And we'd, I'd like to see uh, council sort of partner with the owners and, and get them accessible as well. So it's just a little pet project of mine. Fantastic. Um, speaking of the projects, I believe that the new councillors are getting a little trip around the Shire over the weekend. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll segue to that, or actually, I've missed my segue lead because there's a couple of major projects that we've we've got some money for in terms of accessibility. Our our swimming pool will be um, closed for part of winter, and we're putting in a, a ramp, an access ramp into the main pool. So we've, we've already we've got a program pool that's accessible. So so we'll be enhancing uh, the main pool. And putting a ramp in, and we're also doing some work at Memorial Park so that people uh, there'll be an accessible parking space so people can actually get into the park. At the moment, you've got to, uh, if you're in a wheelchair or a scooter or whatever, you've got to get, actually use the adjoining bus company's driveway to get to the park, which is, you know. So, anyway, that'll be a, a big improvement. Now, the councillor bus tour, just very quickly, um, we've got a, a few new councillors on board and uh, we try and do this annually anyway, but with the new council tomorrow, um, we'll be touring the Shire, seeing what projects are coming up and, and just getting a few ideas from the councillors about what they'd like to see around the Shire as well. So that'll be a bit of fun and uh, throwing a bit of lunch on. Might be a picnic lunch at Bethungra Dam or something like that. Who gets to choose the music on the bus, Neil? You put it on You put it on Triple M, I'd suspect. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. You know, there's no, no question. Correct yeah, answer. Yeah, done well, done well. Uh, Neil Smith, Mayor of Juni Shire, thanks for your time this morning and uh, great work that you're doing in that part of the world and look forward to catching up shortly. Thank you, guys. Poppy, this weekend, a huge weekend in Wagga. I mean, there's a lot happening around the Riverina. Yeah, there really is. In Wagga, the Wagga Mardi Gras is back. Yeah, and we were lucky enough to catch up with Holly Condor, who has been probably the busiest person. She's on, in in inverted commas, break on holidays at the moment, but he's probably one of the few people who is busier on holidays working than she is when she's actually working because she is behind the Wagga Mardi Gras. She's the person who worked so hard to put it on in 2019, had two years of... Um, of having cancellations because of COVID. And now we're back in 2022 with a brand new Wagga Mardi Gras and we were lucky enough to catch up with Holly to find out what was actually going on for Mardi Gras. Obviously, we've got the drag show on the Friday night, which it's going to go gangbusters. It's pretty much sold out now. So, um, look, it's going to be huge. And then obviously our main event on the Saturday night. 
Yeah, of course, the uh, parade and then the uh, after party as well. Definitely, yes. And and this year for the after party, um, for those people who are under 18 and can't make it to the drag show at the Q Bar or didn't get a chance to get a ticket, there'll actually be a family-rated drag show in the Memorial Garden straight after the speeches. That sounds like so much fun. Um, Holly, how cool is it to see so many different events popping up, so many different organisations, so many different people getting involved in Mardi Gras? It's been a couple of years since we've had Mardi Gras. Look, it has. It, it's been a long time. And just the businesses that, you know, they haven't shied away from the last two cancellations. They they want to see the event back and better than ever. I think people see the importance of the event. I think it's people see that it's changing lives and it's saving lives. It really is. Um, I've had direct experience with people who have come out because, you know, their hometown was able to embrace Mardi Gras. So, you know, it's, it's great. And businesses are just jumping on board. I'm still getting messages from businesses who want to become a sponsor and we're a week out from the event. So it just goes to show how much this event really does mean to our community. Um, Holly, obviously it's going to be huge in Walker's biggest party. Talk to us about the serious side. Talk to us about what it means for the LGBTQI community. Yeah, look, this event is so important. As I touched on before, like the event's given, you know, courage to people to be able to come out and be themselves. I know for me, you know, being stuck in a room and and being terrified and, and too scared to tell anyone, living with those constant fears that... You know, you're never going to be accepted and you're never going to be loved and you're never going to have any kind of life. It's it's terrible. It's it's the worst feeling ever. So I'm, Mardi Gras is designed to, to help people break those chains, to break those feelings and to be able to come out and be themselves and be happy. And, you know, it's going to have a snowball effect. When people are able to be free to be themselves, it's going to take a huge release off, you know, mental health issues and, and, and other issues around the medical, you know, the medical side of things. So look, it's just going to have an absolute snowball effect the more of these events that pop up the better absolutely looking forward to seeing everyone down there now baylor street Mm -hmm. saturday is where it's going to be on the parade gets underway from five yeah just a note though it will be going up the main street of wagga so if you are in and around town there will be some traffic disruptions given that the road will be taken up by rainbows we will see you from the back of desi the d-max as we roll down baylor street celebrating wagga mardi gras it is so good to be part of it and then we'll catch up with you on monday we'll be back then Right here on the River Inn is Triple M and, of course, on Listener. See ya. Poppy and Lee. Weekdays from 6 on the River Inn is Triple M. And whenever you want them on Listener.